This episode of the Kick Knowledge Podcast is powered by rapanalysis.com. Fun fact, Vanilla Ice went to high school with my parents. What the fuck? Sorry, Zach. Why did you wait until season two? <laughs> I don't know. He might have already... Why is this so funny? Can I Ask me if I'm trying to kick knowledge, kick knowledge, kick knowledge, kick knowledge. Hi, you're listening to the Kick Knowledge Podcast, where we bring back hip-hop's fifth element. My name is Steven Gilbers, and with me is... Zach Diaz. And um, let's start off the show. Season two, baby. Season two, yeah. Zach, what's up, man? This is episode 26. Episode 26. This is nuts. This is nuts that we're even... Yeah, we figured we made it till episode 25, and and sort of we dropped episode 25 on the exactly a year after we started the podcast um so now is a good time to start season two i think episode 26 and we're gonna yeah we're gonna keep we're gonna still be the kick knowledge that you guys um listening know and love you know but we're gonna make a few changes uh which will hopefully add to the quality of the podcast as well as our um output Basically, how regularly, uh, how often we can drop episodes, basically. So, there's a reason we were so enthusiastically shouting out, Season 2, baby! Because Season 2 is very exciting. Yeah, One yeah. of the reasons is because, um, while for the past few months we've been recording uh, six time zones time zones away from each other, seven, seven yeah. time zones, um, Zach is now a little closer to me again. Zach. Yeah, so I am. We are both recording this, you know, in Europe now. In Europe, we're not doing transcontinental stuff anymore. Nope. So nope. I am, as of, um, I guess as of last week from recording this, have yeah. have moved to Bristol in England, and I am starting my PhD program in musicology at the University of Bristol, studying under the wonderful. Uh, I, that sounded weird. The wonderful Justin Williams, <laughs> but the the wonderful, amazing, fantastic Justin Williams, who's one of the you know most significant names I think right now in hip hop studies. Um, he is. So yeah, looking forward to working with him and being in a new country, which is even just being here for a week is is both exciting and kind of terrifying, overwhelming, <laughs> and and confusing at times, but. But yeah, I'm very excited to to be here, and yeah, so we are coming to you from Europe now. I guess yeah, we're so, yeah. European for, podcast for a while, now. we pretend to be fully American with me pretending to be American. You know, being stateside for a couple oh, of yeah, months. We're gonna be uh, very European based in this uh, this second season, I guess. Well, well, we're gonna though, still be talking a lot about American hip hop, but um. That's something we've tried doing in general, though, is talking more about, like, more worldwide, international... That was your beer. Okay. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, you know, talking more international. And now it's like, since we're both in Europe... Yeah. Or both in a different continent, we'll definitely be able to, you know, do that, maybe, in in a more... Yeah, I, I know, know what you mean. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. definitely... Uh, we've had, we've had requests already. Um, you, um, when you sort of announced to the world, uh, that you had just moved to Bristol, I think it was Alex 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Alex. Yeah, shout out. Um, he was uh, already requesting sort of a UK-based episode. Uh, so, yeah, let's do that in the near future. Maybe even get him on the show if he wants to. But, um, yeah, that's all uh, uh, All for this sort of near future. Um, but, yeah, you moved to the UK, but not just to any city in the UK. You moved to the capital of trip-hop, right? Yeah, well, yeah, just... Sort of the general music capital, I think, of UK. Yeah. Though people, you know, have debated London versus Bristol, that sort of thing. But, you know, it's really exciting to be here. The music scene here is... Even just my first impressions of it have been freaking astounding, so... Nice. Yeah, it's exciting to to be here. Uh, yeah, and I was also at the... Um, when I got here, I was at the Royal Music Association conference, which sounds way fancier than it actually Royal. is. I mean, it's, it's still a little bit posh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like the UK music academic conference thing. But there was a lot of stuff on on uh, hip hop. There was a lot of good research going on. Nice. Um, you yeah, uh, you sent this picture of, of somebody who gave a presentation there, and he basically uh, sort of the meme was that he calculated why little it was a, it was like a it was an analysis <laughs> no it was analysis of like flow oh right and yeah it was a very interesting take on it but yeah that was a really good presentation there was a bunch of other like uh justin williams and jay griffith rolfson did a whole uh session on grime mm. you guys are into uk hip-hop seeing grime is a huge deal here i'm not even in london i'm just in you know i'm in bristol and it's still like a huge, huge deal here. So yeah, that was. But grime is bigger than London now, right? It's not just yeah. the sort of um, East London sort of scene anymore. It's like national. It's, I mean, it's influenced uh, American music as well with guys like um, Drake and Kanye sort of embracing grime in many ways, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Drake yeah, has say, worked with Skepta, yeah. and and Kanye did the whole Brit uh, Brit Awards thing a couple of years That's back. Right. So um. Grime is definitely global. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's a hundred percent there in terms of like being popular. Yeah, being popular worldwide is definitely still sort of a regional thing. Sure. Um, because I, you know, I I didn't really even know what grime was until I, you know, went to the UK a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. you know, I was hearing people talk about it, and I was like, I don't know what this is. Okay, but um, but yeah. <laughs> There's a guy I talked to at the conference who, he's not in hip hop studies, but he's you know he's a hip hop fan, uh-huh. and he I was just telling him about that session that I was at that the grime session. He was like, "Man, I fucking hate grime." <laughs> he was just like super, and he's from like the states, so he he obviously like me, he's from an outsider looking in, and yeah. he's but he was just like, "Man, that shit sucks," and I was just like. <laughs> This is a very different bounce, right? This is a very, like, the rhyme schemes and sort of the rhythms in grime. Oh, yeah. And, like, ever since then, like, I'm a huge... There's a couple artists that I'm just, like, massive... Like, Wiley is one of just my favorite rappers, period. Like, he's, you know, favorite rappers, producers, really... And he actually just released an autobiography. I was at a... Really? Yeah, I was at a record store the other day. Mm, Nice. And, like, he's he's got an autobiography now, and I, I definitely want to check it out later, but... That's cool. But yeah, nice. the guy, you know, I feel like that's a good place to start if you want to get into grime is Wiley. Check out Wiley, checking out... Um, Old school, Dizzy Rascal. 
You gotta yeah, get Dizzy Boy Rascal in the Corner. Boy in the, the Corner was a fucking masterpiece. I swear yeah. to God, it's so amazing. Yeah, that that album, and then Wiley's was it Treading on Thin Ice. Yeah, like those two are like beautiful. And then if you're really into Wiley, check check out his most recent album, Godfather. And then Godfather Part Two mm. came out yeah. just a couple months ago, I think. Like, but yeah, so he's still making stuff. He's still kicking ass. So. Have you uh, have you ever checked out the uh, Fire in the Booth series on YouTube? It's sort of the um, I've heard of it. I don't know. It's sort of yeah. It's like a, a British hip hop grime radio show. Where, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like freestyles or like mm-hmm. uh, special sort of recordings, sort of special live sessions for the uh, for these grime rappers that come there. And I came across this one verse by um, Wretch32. It was Young Young Fire Old Flame or something. It was a duo, and I forgot the other guy's name. Avellino. Those guys were crazy dope. But uh, Wretch32, um, he, um, he spit this verse over uh, intro by the XX. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I sw- you have to check it out. It's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Lately, death's been getting ever so close. Feeling spirits while I'm driving. I should get me a ghost. Growing up, they know the difference between the road and my home. Now I'm grown. I'm trying to buy every home on my road. Takeaways been over rinsed. I need a chef to come and live with me. Last time I picked up a pot, I nearly killed a fiend. I don't see a potent rapper out here that can mirror me. When I gave my kidneys to these kids, they must be kidding me. Yeah. Remember playing Operation? Yeah. That's how I feel about these compilations. Think they're the next Dr. Dre until they lose their patience. Saying the game's in a statement, that's an understatement I mean, how much more gems can I drop on the future? How much of my fans might just not buy my new stuff? We've all got bars but nobody hears a brew I'm bringing sandwich to the beach in the hope of finding tuna This is nonsense, past tense I'm a rap genius, I've passed since So if you ain't got a 2-1 and you ain't free to You gotta graduate before you pass Wretch, we got off on the wrong foot because you half-step Meanwhile, I'm getting restless because I can't rest 21 hours I'm awake, the other three I'm in a daze Writing what to say with my last breath, can you not hear the difference? Yeah, for me personally, Boy in the Corner by mm. Dizzy Rascal, that album is is cl- is a classic. Like, oh, yeah. Brand New Day is one of my favorite songs of all time, I think. I remember I went to um, a hip-hop studies conference, not the one in Cambridge, but a few months earlier in Helsinki in Finland. Mm-hmm. And I went to a record store there, and I bought two CDs that I didn't have yet, but that I, that I really wanted uh, at the time. And uh, the first one was uh, Donuts by Jay Dilla, nice, which I didn't have, and I was like, "Shit, I don't have it!" And and here it is. And uh, and the second one was Boy in the Corner. Nice. And then also shout out to Frank Stevens again. Um, I I I remember buying um uh Big L Lifestyle of the uh, Poor and Dangerous for him nice. because he's nice. been looking for that one for like years and I got it for him then. <laughs> but yeah, it's awesome that you're in like the the land of grime and the land of trip yeah. hop and in the land of Banksy, right? You're Yeah, I literally live down the road from a Banksy like street art thing. That is so dope. It's crazy. It's so weird. Like, like I walk down the street to get, go to the Tesco to get groceries, and it's like, oh, look, Banksy. Like, yeah, there's this weird. theory that uh, Banksy is one of the guys from Massive Attack, right? I've heard of that. I don't know. No, I don't know either. But uh, 
But yeah, Massive Attack is from Bristol too, so. Yeah, yeah. Massive Attack, Portishead. Yeah, Portishead. Yeah. Awesome, man. Whew. Yeah, so that's uh, sort of what's going on with you. Yeah. Uh, for for me, I'm just, I'm, I'm on my grind, man. Like, I've got, technically got about four and a half months left on my mm-hmm. PhD contract to sort of finish the dissertation. And um, yeah, I'm just working you just work 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 just send me do me di- okay yeah <laughs> but yeah you're, it's, it's, you're dissertating so hard i'm dissertating so hard right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so um not as exciting as uh what's going on in your life i guess in terms of like moving to another continent i had that last year um but uh yeah what is exciting though is like i said we're gonna start changing a little like some small things in uh mm-hmm. in terms of how we structure our episodes mm-hmm. um as you may remember we never really did structure our episodes before we just sort of picked a topic and talked for a while um until we got tired and uh i'm really proud of the episodes we created doing that but it was a lot of work in terms of editing afterwards and stuff like that and uh, and we figure you know what the the episodes with just us two, with just Zach and me, um, we're going to structure them a little bit more. So we're going to talk about what's going on in our lives and in our research first, and then uh, usually move on to like a new section where we discuss what's been going on in hip hop uh, since the last time uh, you heard from us. And, um, and then after that, we're going to do like recurring segments um, where we discuss interesting scholarly work on hip-hop interesting albums uh where we might debate which rapper is better than um any other rapper uh segments like that and uh you'll see a little bit of that in this episode already but we're Mm -hmm. planning to really build on um build on that and then mix these sort of duo episodes with just the two of us uh with more uh, interview like episodes with our guests and then yeah see see what happens this season um i'm really excited about it so without further ado let's move to our first section uh segment for today or second segment i guess the news segment and uh yeah it's been a while since we last recorded um and a lot has happened in in hip-hop a lot of interesting things a lot of sad things too um you want to start with Mac Miller, Zach? Yeah, you know, rest in peace. Yeah, like rest in peace, rest in power. It's an absolute shame. It really is. Like, it, it's it has, in a weird sort of way, it's sort of been. I don't know how I I wish how I should put it. Like, it's it's been nice to see how everyone in the community how like he was greater yeah. hip-hop community like has kind of come together and really yeah. you know acknowledge his importance and that that's that's been good to see um i mean it's an absolute tragedy to see you know i think who was i think it was was it Flylo or someone was talking about how like they were texting each other like literally the day before and like like i can't that's that's just completely heart-wrenching like it really is it is um it's it it was interesting for me to see that he wasn't just liked by his fans but that sort of every rapper out there even the ones that you don't immediately immediately think of um like 
from close collaborators of his to Ari the Rugged Man, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Like these these guys all sort of said nothing but nice things about this guy. And I know people always do that when somebody passes. Even Triple X got a lot of sort of nice things said about him yeah. when he tragically died. But he wasn't a saint like sort of Mac Miller was in a way. I guess such yeah. a nice guy who was... Um, yeah, didn't seem to really have a bad bone in him. So um, I remember you, I found out when you, um, I found out about Mac Miller's death when you sent me an article and you're, you're like, this can't be happening or this can't be real. This is so sad. And I remember uh, I was genuinely shocked reading it. Uh, and I responded to you in Dutch, I think, <laughs> just because like it was my first response to sort of like I wasn't thinking and it was like a full sentence before i realized oh shit this was you don't know what that means but um it's really sad um yeah i f- yeah it's it's just really sad and it's 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 also uh i watched uh one of the company man one of uh justin hunt's recent videos and it was about mm. um he argued that uh, K.O.D. by J. Cole mm-hmm. uh, was album of the year. It was like oh, yeah, sort of a hot take because like it's, it's it hasn't gotten the the best reviews out there, I guess, mm-hmm. um, overall. But it wasn't bad or anything. But no, no. Um, but he was like he was saying J. Cole really hits the hammer, like hits the what's the expression? Nail on the head. <laughs> Nail on the head. Yeah. Um, because he's sort of addressing the these issues that are going on with young rappers right now with substance abuse and uh, addiction and depression and um and we've seen that last year with Lil Peep guys like that we've seen it with well the work by Triple X who didn't overdose or anything but he was definitely depressed and mm-hmm. um before he got killed and now uh Mac Miller of course who was such a positive guy, but who had his, who was facing demons, and it's um, yeah. And people like, and I'm just gonna say this like, I've seen a lot of shit being thrown at like Ari- yeah Ariana Grande, and I'm like that's shitty. Don't do oh, that. Come on, please don't do that. Yeah, you know he had his own problems, and you know, to blame it on an- another that's just awful. Don't do that. You're making it worse than yeah, it already is. Unless somebody so, actually gave. Mac the pills. Yeah, and this is not the case. And it's not the case, so you can't blame anyone, especially not. Yeah, that's not healthy. But uh, I don't know. I don't like. I don't know what else we want to say about this. But um, just you know, pay our respects. Yeah, and check out his music. I know it's sort of a cliche thing for people to do. I think five of his albums are in the top one hundred right now. but I guess you can be sort of cynical and complain about that. Why aren't people, why weren't people showing him that love when he was still there? But you can also think of how beautiful it is that a guy like, like uh, that young, I mean, he was younger than I am. He's from 92. Oh. I'm from 91. So mm-hmm. um, that a guy like that has left so much great music uh, yeah. for people to sort of, uh, in a way, reconnect with him even after he's died. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, 
I mean, I, I'd advise any of our listeners to uh, look at look at his stuff, uh, check out his stuff again. And um, watching movies with the sound off is mm-hmm. one of the coolest album covers and titles <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that I can think of right now. So, um, yeah, check it out. Mac Miller. There was also a bunch of uh, other stuff happening recently, and a lot of it is uh, is to do with one of the two um, artists that have featured most frequently in this in this podcast, uh, namely Eminem. Um, because Eminem sur- did the surprise Kamikaze album drop, of course, and sort of broke the internet a little bit by basically dissing every rapper except for Joyner Lucas, Kendrick, yeah. J. Cole, and Royce the 5'9", pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't know if we'll do, like, a full-fledged review of We might. Kamikaze, we might at some we'll, point, but uh, we'll, we might, don't we want to yeah. do these sort of clickbaity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I like to sit, like, to let an album sink in a little bit. I've... By yeah. now, I've played the album. I, guess, I would say like 30 times, at least at, so, but. at least at this point, overall, I think it's better than revival. Well, clearly, that's a, yeah. about as strong of an opinion as I can have. Right now, or or ever. Right now, like I think it's better. I I think I it's think much there's better. There's still really big issues I have with either Eminem. In what he's doing right now in his career, or <laughs> you know, some li- some of the mixing is still kind of shitty. And yeah, I agree. You know, I, obviously, like, with the um, with the choruses when he's singing, when there's a lot of voice doublings, where it sounds kind of muddy, and yeah. I don't think the uh, guitars are loud enough on track two, the Mike Will made it produce track, and at times I felt like the bass could be a bit more pronounced. Yeah, but it's not as bad. There's the the sort of horrible compression of revival is sort of gone. That's much yeah. better right now. Oh yeah, and I'm just I got really excited over all the honestly yeah that was rhyme schemes <laughs> and rhythm. Oh yeah, that that just hearing him spit bars is wonderful, and also you know just hearing Mike Will made it. I'm like man, that dude is killing it right now. Oh man, he is. Like, yeah, he had damn, and now he's got a kamikaze. And I'm revival like, didn't go viral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really like the album, um, and we're gonna get into it sometime soon. I think I know Frank and Gino have opinions about the album, so uh, maybe we can bring them on and discuss it with the four of us sometime soon. But yeah, let's let it sink in a little bit. Um, of course, the sort of the narrative surrounding the album's been dominated by the disses, um, mm-hmm. even though for me personally, the 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 musicality of it of the album is. What makes it most interesting the the rhythms yeah. and the flows and the rhymes um but of course uh he triggered a bunch of responses uh one of which was the diss track by mgk rap devil um what did which you was think? just it was adorable it was just yeah oh, what are you doing the entire and then you know obviously with the the whole response after rap devil like okay, so it made me think of there's a there's a I'm gonna talk about video games for a second. There's uh, if you play the new God of War, there's a, the whole final boss. And I, I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, don't spoil final, it because I still want to get it in, a, in like sale. <laughs> no, well I'm just gonna say that I'll it's say. cool. The right. whole final boss battle is one of the coolest boss battles I've ever played in a game ever. But there's this whole scene where it's like 
you're fighting this giant. Um, that's all I'm going to say. It's this giant. And, like, you know, Kratos is, like, this tiny little thing. And then just, like, this giant, like, comes alive. And it's just, like, overwhelmingly gigantic. And it just, like, grabs you. And it's, like, the, the you, you, like Kratos is MGK. And then, like... <laughs> Eminem is just this giant that's just like, you know, well, that's like. That's the thing, though. It's not just Eminem. It's also the army of stands, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. That are sort of. But, I mean, the the funny thing is, though, I don't think MGK is really losing, even though clearly he's the worst rapper. Clearly Eminem is the better this MC. Is, honestly, like, I'd never really listened to MGK until. I've never. <laughs> so I, I've in a way. Legit never listened to MGK before. Yeah. Until Kill Sh- uh No, not Killshot. <laughs> until uh, uh, Rap Devil. And uh, I was intrigued. There were some parts in it that made me laugh. And some parts that made me rewind. Um, rewind the track a couple times. Just to like, oh, I kind of like what he did here. And um I really love the, the 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 part where he says, "I'm not afraid." I'm not afraid. Okay, Oscar the Grouch, chill on the couch. Fuck. You got an Oscar, damn. Can anyone else get some food in their mouth? When he's sort of mocking sort of Eminem's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, voice <laughs> on the last uh, couple of records, but um, yeah, it's you can't expect to go at Eminem and then win, which is probably why there's hardly been any interesting rap feuds surrounding Eminem. We've had Benzino, we've had Cannabis past his prime, we've had um, the Insane Clown Posse, we've had uh, Mariah Carey, and of course Ja Rule. But um, yeah, it's not exactly uh, Jay-Z material or something that's coming at him, because those guys are smart enough not to Fuck with Eminem. I think there's a the game interview where he says, um, even when I was beefing with 50, I never even considered going at Eminem because everybody knows you don't fuck with the white boy. Like, yeah, because the white boy is going to ruin your career. And um, mm. it's just because Eminem grew up in, came up in these, in this battle scene. And then yeah, that's the most literally why he has a career is because, like, because of that. Yeah. yeah. He, like, he came in second at the uh, Rap Olympics, and that's where. Somebody at Interscope, I think, f- figured out, right. found out who he was and gave his tape to... Dude, I, I love that Dr. story, Dre. too, because it was like, he almost didn't make it to that. Like, he was trying to get a plane ticket, and like, you know, he was trying to k- take care of his... And it just, it's like, reading that story about him trying to get to the rap. It's so crazy, is, man. Because like, he was, n- like, nothing. Like, he was... Yeah. He was, he like, was broke, much, and he couldn't... He was about to, like, everything was falling up shit in his life basically yeah. and it just came right on time so yeah so that's Eminem and uh well Killshot he came out with Killshot I was kind of disappointed with Killshot I mean technically I feel like Eminem is winning the battle just because he's a better rapper yeah yeah but it's not a it's not a knockout right it's not a TKO or a KO it's um mm-hmm. it's uh yeah, it's he's winning by points, and I I I, I gotta give it to MGK. He, he's brave for responding to Eminem. So let's leave it at that, and then dive into the uh, Kamikaze album sometime soon. Because I'm sure you'll want to talk about the references to uh, License to Ill. Oh on, yeah, um, I the- I was watching I was watching an interview with Ad Rock and Mike D. It's like a recent interview, mm. and they like straight up didn't even know anything about it. Like, they, they saw it and they were like, oh, okay. Like, 
Yeah, so... It's I mean, really they, great, they were, man. <laughs> they were cool with it, obviously, but, yeah, they didn't even know anything about it until it came out. And he, yeah. I think it was Mike D said, like, he got, like, 50 texts, like, all at once. Everyone's like, <laughs> did you see this? Did you see this? And it's like, what? What is everyone talking about? So, yeah. So I told him I was Mike D. She was like, gee, I don't know. He might be. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Got bitches on my dock out in East Detroit because they think that I'm a motherfucking beastie boy. So I told him I was Mike D. It was like, gee, I don't know. Um, yeah, and there's a bunch of other albums that you mentioned that I haven't even checked out yet. But that yeah, uh, just a shout out to a couple albums, and then there's one I actually didn't mention uh, beforehand. Um, so No Name, she's a Chicago-based rapper, mm. singer, artist. Uh, she's done a bunch of stuff with uh, Chance the Rapper. Actually, I think I don't know if they went to high school together or they knew they grew up in some. I remember. Is Chance from the South Side? I don't remember exactly. I guess so. Not yeah, sure. she's uh, just released her new album, uh, and it's absolutely fantastic. And nice, you should go listen to it if you like. You know, kind of the yeah. I guess you could say you know, like Lauren Hill esque R and B neo soul type stuff. Uh, R- Room Twenty Five. That's what it's called. Oh, nice. And I think you mentioned uh, Bun B as well, right? What about the Bun B album? Yeah, so Bun B uh, of UGK Underground Kings from Houston. Well, actually, he's from Port Arthur, which is outside. Yeah, but of Houston, UGK but yeah. is Houston based, right? Yeah. He released he, he released his album the same day as Kamikaze, which was just the worst timing <laughs> ever. Like that's the thing with these like surprise drops. Like yeah, <laughs> it kind of sucks if you're. The guy dropping that day, um, the day that uh, Beyonce or Kanye or Eminem drops a record, it's just not bad. It's not good for business. Yeah, but uh, it's called Return of the Trill. And man, this just look at this feature list. We got Big Crit, mm. uh, 2 Chains, mm. Run the Jewels, Lil Wayne, uh, Pimp C, 8 Ball MGJ, M- MJG, sorry. Leon Bridges, like... Ooh, it is... you mentioned uh, Lil Wayne, by the way. The Carter 5 is going to come out. It was announced last week. What? Uh, so what? finally... What? Uh, we can see if it lives up to the hype. I'm pretty sure... I, like, I get a lot of shit about this from Frank, <laughs> but I got the Carter 3. Uh, I love I, the Carter 3. I love I the Carter love 3. It. Uh, and the Carter yeah. Four was pretty had some really cool songs on it as well. Yeah, food. That's gonna be interesting. The Carter Five. Do you have any any expectations of that record? I just hope it's as solid as three and four. Honestly, I I really liked four too. So yeah, like I just hope it's as solid as those. Would be very cool if it was actually. Yeah, I don't real. know. Like I I remember hating Lil Wayne years ago. And that was basically until I started listening to him. Mm-hmm. It's like I remember thinking all these memes about Lil Wayne being re- fucking retard and stuff like that. Sort of uh, not my words, memes words, um, the memes words. I mean, uh, and sort of thinking that was funny because like, ah, he's rapping this and he's rapping the same word word with the same word. Uh, and then I actually listened to it. and I'm like, no, he's actually doing some really interesting things. Low wise and 
rhyme-wise, and then also in terms of metaphors, he's one of the funniest rappers out there. Um, a unique voice, prolific in his prime. He's one of the mm. greatest rappers, I think. I don't know, and oh, that's yeah. just sort of objectively speaking. Um, and <laughs> then there's, in terms of album announcements, um, this week, Kanye announced two albums basically first kanye and chance announced good ass job which is, i actually didn't i didn't hear about that until you told me so they uh sort of teased chance che- uh, teased it on twitter or instagram or something he tweeted good ass job and then i think kanye said it in a live in a concert or something or i don't know and then yandi his next solo album is going to come out next week <laughs> and it's yeah. fucking it's, i like i, I never I... thought i'd say this but um and like let me be clear i really enjoyed kanye season last june i really enjoyed talking to martin and to chris and like i i, I really enjoyed and, and travis uh i really enjoyed talking to the guys from the kanye podcast uh but it's like kanye enough is enough man i, I never thought i'd say this but I could do a few more months without a new Kanye record. Like it's like we're trying really hard to not we're do trying Kanye. really hard not to become the Kanye podcast because there already exists. Because the there's already podcast, yo, so. I saw this parody account on Twitter and it's oh yeah, I saw that. Did you see that? It's the mm-hmm. the uh, seeing ghost, the number two Kanye Kanye West podcast. <laughs> uh, amazing troll. Uh, that's awesome. But um. But yeah, we don't want to be the Kanye podcast, Kanye. So just shut the fuck up for a while. Uh, go on a retreat somewhere. Go to go. Why not? Like go to, you know, I don't know Nepal or something. Build a studio there. If there's mountains. You like the mountains. You like Wyoming with all the mountains. Go to Nepal. Like take a year. Come out with a fucking beautiful dark twisted fantasy type record in terms of quality, and blow our minds next year. But Give me a break. Like, what is Yandi? Like, yeah. Speaking of which, I don't know. Yeah, just <laughs> it thinking might be, about it might be amazing. It might be the best record of the year. We don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Judging from his recent work, I, I think it's going to be a, just another solid CD. That's mm. that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, speaking of that, you know, all this, I don't know, hype going around. Like, hype. when the new Gambino. Music video came out. Yeah, feels like summer, and like it I, feels like I summer. totally not in terms of. I, <laughs> I say I'm in the same position as Game, but not in terms of talent because not even close. <laughs> but in terms of just feeling. But in terms of money, though. What right? he? No, not <laughs> no. But um. In terms of just the way he sort of positions himself. We're with the whole hip hop scene and community, and you, know, you yeah. have all of these. Interesting. This is maybe I'm interpreting the video differently, where it's just you know, all these rappers are trying to either like one up each other or beat each other in specific games, and he's just he's just walking got his down headphones the street. on, yeah. and he's just chilling, his own and thing. he's walking, and he's doing his thing, and it's that I love that so yeah, so me much, too. and it's like we need that right now, you know. And there's the whole scenes with you know Kid Cudi and. Kanye's like crying and you know <laughs> and yeah. he's just with he's the MAGA hat on. right he, yeah he, yeah wasn't um, Obama in it too 
I swear, oh, I man. saw... I, there was so many cameos that I forgot, like, half of them, I think. Because I think Michelle was the one... Or maybe I'm, I'm imagining that. I don't remember. <laughs> like, she was the one, like, hugging Kanye or something. I don't remember. It might be, yeah. Donald... Donald Glover is just do is he's walking his own path. He's carved his own lane. And um I really don't see anybody else doing what he does. And like I said, man, it's a September 25th thing. It's uh Will Smith, Ch Childish Gambino, Steven Gilbers, friend of the show, oh, friend shit. of the pod, Gino. He's he's exactly a year older than me, September 25th. There's something special about that day, man. It's uh shit. That's in five days. Okay. That was like that's like soon. No shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Next next Tuesday uh, is my birthday. Yeah. Part of me is like, you know, I'm like waiting for the next like big album to come out. But at the yeah. same time, it's like I I'm kind of digging just these sort of periodic releases. You know, he does feels like summer. It's amazing. He does this is America. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, there's all these, there's just like these tentpole releases and they're just singles. Yeah. You know, they're just singles and music videos and like, I don't know, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah, you don't even have to drop an album to sort of mm -hmm. consistently impact the, the culture. Oh, yeah, and he's totally. doing that. He's definitely doing that. Because um, he's also in like 72 different movies as well, so. Yo, from fucking Star Wars to, uh, yeah. plus he wrote for Black Panther, he has Atlanta, stuff like that, you know, so. Mm -hmm. I think actually, I read somewhere that Gambino wrote the "What are those?" joke. Oh God! <laughs> so <laughs> I know you really hated the "What are those?" joke in Black Panther. I but... I can imagine him being like, "Dude, I'm gonna put this in the movie." Like... Yeah, it kind of it is funny, sort of, but it's also kind of lame. <laughs> anyway, now for the most important news. Um, this is uh the kick knowledge gossip reel we have it's the kick knowledge book club welcome no, everyone. no 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 we're not there yet we're not there yet Zach. no i want to no. do the book club no, no 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 give me give me give me 30 seconds cardi b and Nicki minaj they were fighting oh I, 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 we were just i was just complaining about <laughs> no, no, like no, no, no. we're not gonna do we're not gonna do the intelligence stuff yet we gotta talk about cardi b and Nicki minaj fighting and also Drake and Meek Mill are friends again. Uh, moving on to us being pretending to be intelligent. Um, I sound like such a dick when like <laughs> we're talking about you know those types of like beasts pop up and it's like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and Drake. I'm just like I absolutely don't care at all. No, like well, I just don't give a shit. Like no, I mean if Cardi B and Nicki Minaj got into like a rap battle, that would be interesting. But them yeah, because then there's like stuff pulling to talk each other's about. hair. Is, shit, fuck off, man. Not interesting. I do like uh, Drake and Meek Mill being friends again because honestly, I think the whole ghostwriter thing with Drake has been overrated and kind of. I feel it's so weird looking at that beef in retrospect because it's like in comparison to you know even like the Drake and Pusha T thing. Yeah, felt way more like intense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I just wanted to mention it before we um, move on to our next segment. You know, we're this hip hop podcast with a focus on research, right? Both of us are hip hop scholars, and uh, obviously, we're reading a lot of. Um, uh, we try to read a lot of like scholarly work on hip hop. 
we thought, why not do this sort of recurring segment where we discuss the books that we've been reading or the articles that we've been reading? And uh, you were kind of reading a classic again, weren't you? Yeah, I was rereading uh, uh, Professor Trisha Rose, her book, Black Noise, Mm. or the full title, Black Noise, Rap Music, and Black Culture in Contemporary America. It is an absolute classic. If you listen to this podcast... Or if you are even a remotely a hip-hop fan, you should read this book because it is kind of one of the foundational books, I would say. One of the more significant books in the world of hip-hop studies. Yeah, it's basically um, quoted in like 80% of everyone, hip-hop. Everyone cites it. Yeah, yeah. hip-hop papers, 80% of them quote Black Noise somewhere. Um, um, but yeah, I think it came out in 94, yeah. 95. It says so the book is the almost winter. as old as we are, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of weird to think about. But um, it's really interesting because it came out in 1994, and it's interesting. You know, obviously some stuff are, are a bit dated. Yeah. You know. What, what, and, you give know, me an example. Hip-hop, hip-hop culture has obviously, like, evolved in the past, you know, 24 years. What, what's the, the most came out. what's the what's the most outdated statement you found? She talks about you know how MTV is like <laughs> the centerpiece of I'm paraphrasing obviously it's the centerpiece of like the music video and I'm like well it's not really the crush anymore but one of the things that you that she wrote that definitely hasn't um become dated was that sort of it was related to the audience. Oh yeah, just talking about like the demographic of you know, you know the white middle class teens sort of consuming a lot of hip hop music and sort of fantasizing, you know, ghetto in hip hop culture and like that was an interesting, you know, take because a lot of that stuff is still true to this day. It's still true. it's, It's bigger than you know. What's that whole joke that Gambino had in his his stand up or Donald Glover? Where he's like talking about he was at a Kanye concert and like it was just like all white people, just all white people. Yep, yep. You know, and even when we were talking to Eric Sermon, it was just like you know, and because of that, you know, you run into cultural problematic situations. You know, she there's a whole section where she talks about Vanilla Ice, Mm -hmm. which is funny because. Fun fact, Vanilla Ice went to high school with my parents. What? Yeah. The and fuck? Whole, yeah. Sorry, Zach. Why did you wait until season two? I don't, I don't know. I thought I mentioned it before. But... Never. Okay, you never sorry. mentioned this. Your parents went to, like, they went to the same high school or they yes. went to high school with? They went to high school with, I think it was like his junior <laughs> year. Or junior or senior year where like he... I don't know. He might have already. Why is this so funny? <laughs> I don't know. This is this is sort of the worst sort of way of having your family connected to hip hop. I guess so. Yeah. To have. <laughs> no, but tell me more. This is super interesting. Yeah, tell but no, more. she was mentioning that you know, he, you know, <laughs> Vanilla Ice sort of. Let me freaking talk. Oh my god. She was mentioning how Vanilla Ice sort of put on this facade of, you know, being real hip-hop and being, you know, from the ghetto. And I was like, no, he went to Earl Turner High School. He was from Dallas. <laughs> like, his name is Robbie Van Winkle. Like, it's just so funny. 
<laughs> so just from a personal standpoint, it's like, no, yeah, my parents. Did he have did did he have a, a different nickname before he became Vanilla Ice? I don't know. Hmm. Ask your parents, man. This is hip hop yeah. history, Zach. Yeah, for real. What's well, it's it's rap history. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, interesting. He still lives in Dallas, though. I think. He's, yeah. I don't know what he does at this point. I like, guess. I think. I think. I'm. Performance. Last time I was in Dallas, I think he was doing like. I was like, I heard like a, a used car dealership commercial on the radio. Ding ding like, ding 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 ding. This is Vanilla Ice, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> he's he's desperate for cash. Jeez, man, this is sort of the same thing happened to him as like MC Hammer. I don't I don't know exactly what. Oh, I don't know if it was sort of exactly same the same era. I guess. Well, because I know the whole like uh, the sampling lawsuit. Because he said you know he made the beat, but then that's a <laughs> under pressure. Like that's obviously. I don't know if you've seen that that video where he's like, no, because that song goes boo 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 boo, and our song goes boo boo boo. See, it's different. I'm like, you just did the same thing. What? It's so great. So isn't it? Is it? Wait, I thought it was a direct sample. Is it replayed? It is a direct. It is a direct sample. But he was like pretending like it wasn't. How could he pretend? Because he's an idiot. Oh, vanilla. Yeah. Anyway, going back to this book, it's a very fantastic book. Um, it is. It's been a while since I last read it. I yeah. remember she was, uh, man, we keep coming back to this Cambridge conference probably the hundredth time so far, but yeah, she was one of the keynotes. There. Yeah, we actually, we actually met her. I actually yeah. sat, I guess I sort of had dinner with her in a way, like one of the conference dinners. Ooh. Oh, I okay. sat next to her and <laughs> I was like, she was always like, it slowly but surely realized I was like, I'm just, I shouldn't say anything cause I'm going to look like an idiot in front of her. <laughs> Um, she talks about this guy, Andre Craddock Willis, who, in his his own work, talks about how, like, the four kind of Afro-diasporic, mm-hmm. you know, musical forms being blues, jazz, rhythm and blues, and then rap. But then he was, you know, and he criticized rap and saying, like, oh, rap, once rap kind of rids itself of, you know... Viol- you know the violence and sexism and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, then it'll it'll become you know one of the four major you know boring. Then it'll figure. become boring. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, no, she like in the next you know paragraph, she she. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but she's basically just like, yeah, that's bullshit. Because <laughs> I mean, she even talked about like with jazz and R and B and stuff. That's all that stuff has always been kind of has had issues with violence and sexism. You know, it's yeah, always the kind of aged in a direction the blues is full of full of sex exactly and violence. like that is such an that's absurd statement much, yeah that's pretty much the foundation of most of the those songs right like i've been reading a more recent book um mm-hmm. which is very good i want to say good though like recent books are less good than old books but no it's um it's by sort of uh it's it's by paul none other i should say than paul edwards is also the writer of how to rap and how to yes. rap two and uh, i liked how to books. rap but how to rap two is a fucking classic it's mm-hmm. my god like i've we've talked about it before um i'm pretty sure i've uh shouted out paul edwards on twitter a couple of times already 
just for how amazing some of the things he wrote uh, are. Um, like I, I, I recently did a whole Twitter thread about Lazy Tales, uh, which is this rhythmic um, technique that West Coast rappers use mm. uh, to sort of hit the syllable, like miss the beat, sort of like extend the syllable so that you sort of come, like you hit right after the beat. This is typically West Coast thing, and it's so fucking awesome. He wrote that, um, but he also wrote uh, The Concise Guide to Hip-Hop Music, A Fresh Look at the Art of Hip-Hop, From Old School Beats to Freestyle Rap, came out in 2015. I uh, I bought this book at uh, Strand in uh, New York. Oh, in, nice. Uh, yeah. Greenwich Village, close to NYU. Um, I was there when I was when I was last time I was in New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, great, I, I, I bought it when I was still living in uh, in New York um, last January, I think. I think my parents came to visit and gifted me the book, so that was cool. Anyway, I just started. I just got time to start uh, start on it, and um, immediately it's it's such a good book. It's the same format really as the How to Rap book, where he discusses different topics and then interlaces that with quotes from hip-hop legends like i'm just um just on this one page he quotes dj premier then evidence from dilated peoples and then big daddy kane on the next page so it's not like he didn't like he spoke to some insignificant rappers out there like those are the the legends and um basically he's this is a perfect book if you want to write about hip-hop and you need stuff to cite like you need sort of citations for uh, fundamental aspects of hip hop that you sort of intuitively already know, but you don't really have any proof of it in a way. Like, cause it, it covers things like what is hip hop? Um, how do you appreciate hip hop music? And I thought that was a very cool mm -hmm. chapter because um, he addresses topics like it can be flow and delivery, not meaning. And um, I think that's a very interesting topic, especially in light of what we talked about last episode when uh, watching the throne uh, was a guest on our show. Um, you know, talking about the, the sometimes you have to appreciate rap not for what it says, what it's saying, but for the way it, uh, for the way these rappers say these things. Right? It's about the flows and the delivery and the rhythms, and and not so much about the content. And uh, I think a lot of uh, the reason why I didn't like Ye as much as those guys liked Ye, uh, the record, is because they look at meaning, um, and I cannot, I sort of can ignore flow, while I really can't ignore flow, yeah. right? And yeah. I think that's very interesting in terms of how to appreciate hip-hop. One of the most interesting topics in there, and like I said, I haven't finished it yet, but there's this um, uh, section, Debunking Hip-Hop Myths. Mm. And um, there's a bunch of cool ones in there. Uh, let me look it up. Page, what is it? 42. All right. So one of the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> this one. I've heard, uh, Seriously, I've seen this quote. I've seen this sort of claim so many times and it doesn't make any sense. Um, the myth is that people sample records because they were too poor to afford instruments and lessons. Like back in the 70s and 80s, right? Yeah. And then the fact, Paul Edwards says, that's the myth. 
The fact is that beat making equipment and record collections are expensive and traditional instruments were simply not cool. Right? Which is so cool because like like somebody actually writing about this, you don't you have no idea how many times I've come across a quote like, yeah, and they had nothing and then in because they didn't have piano lessons and guitar lessons, they used what they had, namely the records that their parents already own, and that's how they made new music, and it's so inspiring, and they came from nothing. It's like, nah, fam, like a like a like a freaking um he has a quote here from the large professor. I don't remember who he quoted. Also, sampling equipment is ridiculously expensive. Exactly. Right. Yeah, he said like uh, there's this quote from uh, yeah, large professor. This is the early days, and an SP twelve hundred was a twenty five hundred dollar machine. It's like buying anybody a car. Did, yeah. Anybody didn't just have an SP twelve hundred. Like yeah. like a a twenty five hundred dollar guitar. That's a fucking. You know, like, that's like a gold Gibson. Like, yeah, that's... and there and there's a freaking reason that the sort of power outages in the late seventies in New York are sort of were so important for hip hop, right? Because those three days, I think, that there was no power on in New York, yeah. it was just riots and uh, looting, and people basically looted the shit out of these like music equipment stores you know like bought the turntable for stole the the turntables the uh the speakers and uh, that's sort of the foundation of hip-hop underground street hip-hop so yeah like definitely i haven't finished this book i would love to get uh paul edwards on the show sometime yeah i hope we can that'd be great make it happen sometime i know he knows about us we've uh interacted a few times on twitter before um I'll make sure to tag him when we post this episode. It's such a fantastic book. Like his previous books, How to Rap and How to Rap 2 were. I don't know if he... Does he have any any other ones? Not that I can think of at the moment. Uh, well, I'll look into it. But um, if so, I I can recommend those already if he's still working on something. Uh, it's a fantastic book and um, very interesting. Uh, even if you think you know everything about hip-hop already, then still it's very nice to have somebody to quote when you want to prove your points, right? And um, yeah. this this book is amazing. Yeah, I guess that wraps up our our, our uh, sort of segment on book reviews. Is there anything else we want to discuss before we uh, call it a day, Zach? Uh, not that I can think of. I was um. You want to recommend a song? Oh, I do want to recommend an album. Does Ooh. that count? Yeah, go ahead. And I was gonna mention it earlier. I forgot. Uh, if you were into like underground abstract hip hop, kind of, then. uh, I got to get on my hipster soapbox here, but, um, so this group, I think it's, it's called Arm and Hammer and it's, it's, who's in it? I think it's Aesop Rock and Billy Woods and Blockhead, mm. but, uh, they just came out with a new album called, what is it called? I was listening to it on the train the other day. Yeah, called Paraffin. And it's really fucking good. And you should go listen to it. It's probably one of... It's certainly one of the most under, underrated albums that I've listened to this year. Wow. Like, just solid... Because Blackhead's fucking brilliant. You know, mm. solid drum breaks. Just, oh, there's punch you in the face. It's so good. <laughs> and, you know, and Billy Woods and all those guys are just just they're on a different planet when it comes to just spitting bars like so yeah definitely go check that out nice 
All right. I have one recommendation. It's not a recent uh, song or anything, but um, uh, we talked about Dizzy Rascal's first record. And um, I recently came across a, a live performance of that. Well, I came across it a couple of years ago as well, and I loved it, but uh, I, I rediscovered it. It's a live version of Brand New Day by Dizzy Rascal from his first record uh, at the BBC Electric Proms 2010. Oh, dope. And it's, um, yeah, it's on YouTube. Uh, just Google Dizzy Rascal Brand New Day live band. It was uh, the BBC Electric Proms. You'll find it. Um, yeah, with that being said, I guess we have to end this episode. Follow us on social media and shit. You know where to find us. Yeah, so you can listen to us on iTunes or uh, obviously our website. Um, Mixcloud, Stitcher. Mixcloud, but you Stitcher, guys know that. You know you know what's really important right now? If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends about it. Yeah. Make us grow. Tell your like, mom. Tell yeah, your mom tell, about tell, it. Tell, say, hey, tell mom. your mom. Yeah, say hi to your mom. On this hip-hop podcast. Yeah, you know, call your mom. Say, hey, you got to call, your, you call yeah. your parents. Tell them about this hip-hop podcast that you've... Out. Tell your tell your grandma, tell your dog. Yeah, it's not we're not like a one day fly kind of thing. It's season yeah. two, baby. Season motherfucking two. We're episode yeah. twenty-six right now. Shit's crazy, Zach. Yeah. Tell your bus driver as you thank him or her. Tell your Uber driver. Tell your Uber driver. Tell your Uber driver. Tell um Yeah, anyone really. Tell your teacher. Tell your doctor. As you're getting your flu shot, be like, hey, there's this podcast. Yo, they're kicking knowledge right now. And yeah, uh, yo, we've got, if if everything works out, we've got a bunch of great interviews lined up this, uh, yes. this season as well. Some very We're not going to say anything, but it's going to be awesome. It. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Chicken!